A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So, no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Not For Nothing. I am, of course, Kyle Leon Henderson, and I always like to introduce my friends to you. And there's a few people who have sworn to all get out that they will never be on this podcast. Currently, that's Robert. Uh, he's, I asked him this morning, he's like, I was like, are you going to come on? He's like, no, I'll help you do whatever you need. Uh, I'll edit, I'll listen. I was like, well, editing is pretty much a one-man job, but thank you for the effort. Yes. But <laughs> you... You know, I don't have to. I don't have to twist your arm to talk no, into a microphone. No. Uh, it's <laughs> Isaac Robinson. How true Smith. that is, yeah. Isaac Robinson Smith. Everybody, hello, welcome to the show. Thank you. For Thank you for me. coming on the show because yes. this is the tiniest little show on the internet. But some people <laughs> listen, and I like to introduce people to. My favorite people, and you're one yeah. of my favorite people. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, a little backstory: we met. Um, we met. Through friends, yeah. Over the course of about a year, really, I, I would say it took almost a year for us to really sink into a friendship together, yeah, right? <laughs> because um, Robert, again, I, it feels stupid using that name, but he's like, please don't use my name. Some, the reveal will come in season like <laughs> I, nine. <laughs> eventually, he will let me at least say his real name. Yeah. But, um, he was saying that I met you. At Christmas 2022, when we were at a friend's house making cookies. Yes. <laughs> and you, you and I hit it off, and we're like, great, that yeah. guy's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. a good day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see you again at their events, and I'm yeah. like, hey, there's that guy hey, there, I like. There you are, yeah. <laughs> so eventually, I think it was at Nick's birthday in August of yeah. 2023, we were like, you know what? Why don't we hang yeah, out? Yeah, why aren't we doing this more? And then apparently, to the surprise of Everyone, we're friends. I I want to know more why that's such a surprise. I, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I guess I really think it's as simple as you and I never cross paths because uh, you used to do the job I do now. Yeah, and we never cross paths, and so Laura put you in a category that's just like my friend that doesn't work with me because she still does the right. job as well. Right. And so we just kind of like, like it was weird when I took Robert back to Bug Tussle in September. Yeah. And like he was sitting in my grandfather's old house and I was like, this is weird. That is like weird. Yeah. worlds colliding. I'm yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. and he cooked on my grandmother's old stove and I was like, yeah. what is happening? Right yeah. Now? This is, <laughs> yeah. So I just think we don't realize we you're for Laura. I'm sure just this friend over here right. and then I'm the work colleague and it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. But if you go on our social media, we have like 193 friends in common. Yeah. So right. Like, yeah. It's bound to happen. It's that has point. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it just, it was just tickles me that everybody's like, cause it, I guess it didn't seem organic and I guess it really hmm. wasn't terribly organic because we were like i like I, you i guess but how i mean that's the most organic i feel like if we're in life i and guess just, so it's i think it's just hard to make friends in your 30s yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think everybody's like i want a new friend but i don't know what to do right. so yeah i just i think that's great but um but immediately what was it that you feel like is where we connected uh, like on what subjects what what sort of mindset you know it's 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 kind of ethereal almost like I can't think like 
concepts about people and relationships yeah. i feel like is one definitely yeah. technology <laughs> definitely technology a big one well uh, by the time because when we first met i had not i didn't buy my electric car but you yeah. had just bought your electric yeah. car yeah and then I bought mine in January. And so by the time we got to be friends, we both drove electric cars. We yeah. both have needless tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, You're hold, handling one right I'm, now. I'm like opening up my notes on my iPad Pro. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Thank you, Tim Cook. <laughs> Thank you, Tim Cook. Alabama guy. I yeah. love him. We're, we're friends. Yeah. So Not I th- really. I think it's that and the importance of a genuine connection between yeah. other people. I, I don't, I don't know what to call that as a category necessarily, but mm-hmm. when you, when you read that in someone else, it's hard to stay away. I feel like I, I think so too. Else. I think you and I, all we needed was a moment where we could be because yeah. <laughs> for better or worse, and this is no shade to anyone, but everywhere we would always get together and see each other <laughs> Were events from your previous co-workers and my current co-workers, and they are very, they, not, not any one person, but it's yeah. just when they're all in a room, they, they like a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah. So we never, I mean, we were like, it was, it was like a whirlpool when we yeah, were at parties. Right, right. You, you circle the, you circle and circle and yeah. you never get to sit still. So you yeah. and I were like, let's sit still for a minute yeah. and just hang out. And so. then we did foremans at some point. Did we? Yeah, we went up to Foreman's and had. Oh, that's right. In the back. Yeah, that's that was right. Like on the back patio. That was longer. the first time we hung out. Yeah, that was like the longer, yeah. like let's actually talk conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where I got to know your family, and you got to know about mine, and yeah. and that's that's rare. Like yeah. unless you're dating someone, right? You don't really ask those kinds of questions, and those are the kinds of questions I ask friends and you too. So. Right, right. I right. love that. I love yeah, that yeah. we're that we agree. Yeah, <laughs> I know on that. <laughs> um. Also, um, I right around the time you and I started hanging out and becoming friends, you have your career sort of just took off. Yeah, in a way that's it's really great, and and I I think you've really handled it with a lot of humility. Thanks, because you've had a lot of success, and yeah. and we all we all have varying degrees of success. Like I deal with people every day. Asking me the question, are you trying to be an actor? <laughs> and I'm like, yay. What? I love oh, that yeah, question. That's awesome. Yes, I am I am climbing a mountain to just be an actor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> not acting. I'm not yeah. trying to act. I'm trying to be an actor. Yeah. And there is a difference. There it really is. <laughs> so Yeah. But so you understand. actually have a lot of um a lot of credits under your belt mm-hmm. at this point. But it's not for lack of trying. It's not yeah. It's not, I mean, everybody, there was, I forget who it was, but they said, yeah, it took me 10 years to be an overnight success. That's pretty much what it is for me. And it's, and you know, you, you do, you get, I mean, I was just listening to Oprah today. She said, it's not about who, what you, what, how they're going to receive it. It's about the energy with which you put it out right. there. And I feel like that's all you can do. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. put it out there and hope. Yeah. And you know, it only takes one to yeah. get you some attention. Right. And so, yeah. But how has everything been going with, with that? It's good. And actually I learned a lesson today about how to handle when things don't go all the way your way, which is mm. a huge part of this gig. Um, yeah. Did something happen today that something you today, could yeah. talk about? I can't talk about it fully, but yeah. my agent called me and I had auditioned for this thing that I was really hoping to get just because mm. it was a really cool thing. And it was something that my mom really likes that's related to stuff that I do. Yeah. 
Um, my agent called and said, you know, good news and bad news. You, mm -hmm. They went a different direction with this role that you were yeah. thinking, but they're going to give you this other role, which is the same project and this thing. That's so interesting. Um, I mean, what a consolation. I we're know. also going to give you a job because yeah. we don't want you to do this other job. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> I know, which is such a bizarre thing when you think about the whole yeah. operation of being an actor. But mm -hmm. um, Well, and you hear those stories all the time of yeah. like... Jennifer Aniston came in for, or no, Courtney Cox came in yeah. for Rachel, but she's yeah. like, I like Monica. And then I think they had been thinking of, um, they, they had been thinking of, uh, Betty White to play Blanche oh, on Golden yeah. Girls because they're like, oh, it's kind of like you're Sue Ann Niven. Yeah. She's like, I'm not interested in replaying Sue Ann Nivens. Yeah. So you hear all the time, right? They see for one thing, and then they're like, Well, you'd be great for this thing. We, yeah. Know. Well, it, which is nice because it means that they don't have any less faith in my ability mm -hmm. to do the thing. But also, I found some solace in that I did everything I possibly could have done in the audition. Mm -hmm. Like I left feeling like I did. There's yeah. nothing more I couldn't have couldn't have done. Right. Um, um, and and, so. and also I, I marvel at the just that people don't want to work with people they don't enjoy. Right. If it's going to be a project that they're pouring their heart into. Yeah. And I think that's really part of it. You have to go into a ro any room humble and yeah. kind. Yeah. And, because if they enjoy you, they're going to want to work with you. Right. Because yeah. in this industry. In Hollywood and in most industries, for anyone to think I'm the only person who could do this thing, yeah, is wrong. <clears throat> right? It's like there's lots of people who could do it. Yeah, but you got to make the connections. You got to do that. Yeah, well, that sort of thing. Well, so. and I sort of got a preview to this sort of mm -hmm. event about two years ago. I had gotten hired, um, and I don't want to specify the project just because of what it is and it's you know it's out there and I have friends that mm -hmm. are doing it and doing the show yeah um but uh I had gotten hired as a lead in a um an HBO show mm. um with a huge production team and really big names and like mm -hmm. it was my first like real like like two season deal lead thing and I had yeah I recorded um I think five episodes and I did three mm -hmm. of the songs from it. And then my agent called and said they were, they were going, they're choosing someone else. Oh, and wow. that was, that was rough, mm -hmm. but I learned how, I learned what that feel felt like. I learned that it had nothing to do with me or my ability. Yeah. And it taught me what that sort of dynamic is going mm -hmm. forward because, you know, this is going to happen, you know, this happens to everybody yeah. and it's not something that's, you know, I, I've talked to someone else that I really trust. Um, who is a veteran voice actor since mm -hmm. he was 18 and does some of the biggest things he got a lead for some show. And I was like, how did you feel about this? And he's like, I got this lead and you know, he's been working for like 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and after three months I got recast. So like, it's not wow. a new, it's just, and sometimes it even happens on a successful show. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Meg got recast on family guy. Yeah. Seasons after it started. Right. And so, I mean, I don't know the story behind it, but it, there's lots of different reasons. Yeah. And I think I buried the lead. I don't think I even said that you are a voice actor. Oh yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> that, that's what yeah. I, that's my, We're, that's my you chosen profession. Voice actor. So if you yeah. haven't picked up on that yet, yeah. he's a voice actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's really interesting. Um, cause I remember right when we, um, started hanging out it was fresh that it was fairly fresh that you were the voice of black panther yes in the disney yeah. parks yeah 
Mm-hmm. And is, is it all Disney parks no, or it's, just the California it's parks? Whatever the, it's whatever park has the voice mm. for the Chadwick Boseman version of the character. So okay. like, so it's Disney, California Adventures, Avengers Campus. It's mm-hmm. also the one in Paris. Yeah. And a few of the cruise line uh cruise ships for Disney the shows yeah. there have and so yeah so anywhere that his voice is the Chadwick Boseman version mm-hmm. live in a Disney and how has. how active are you in that if you can say if it's you know appropriate for you to say yeah. like how often do you do that job? I've I've done I think five projects four okay. or five projects for him it's not like a consistent thing. it's not like a weekly thing no 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 that you're like all right yeah. time to say something else yeah no it's 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 packages it's that need they send you, it's huh? by need basis pretty much um mm-hmm. I mean I don't know what they might. I mean, that character mm-hmm. means a lot to a lot of people. That version of the character, yeah. I understand, is in a very specific place in people's hearts. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm totally yeah. fine if, like, I never do it again because I've got the chance to do it. But you I know that it, that, yeah. and it's out there, and people are hearing my voice every day for that mm-hmm. character. So, like, that's enough for me. So, even if and I don't, a lot of people don't realize this um, that characters in the parks, Disney and Universal Studios here. Those are not the real actors' voices, pretty much ever. Yeah. Usually, they're usually a very, very good homage to the voice actor. Mm. Um, I have a friend who was talking about when Jack Black came to Universal, mm-hmm. and they took him into the Kung Fu Panda show. Yeah, and he was, and I th- it was something where Jack Black didn't realize that wasn't his own voice. Oh, coming wow. from yeah. the Kung Fu Panda show. He's like, I don't remember recording that. Yeah, that's, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm pretty sure that's uh, Mick Wingert, who's been mm-hmm. the sound alike for Jack, for the TV show for Kung Fu Panda oh, really? for a long time. So I'm pretty sure he did the, yeah. the show in the dream. So too, it's, so, it's yeah. interesting that they, you know, <laughs> it's such a good match and, and it's not yeah. a match and it's not an emulation for projects like this, it's it's really an homage, yeah, to to what it is, and and with Chadwick Boseman, uh, I mean, just such a white hot talent, oh, just yeah. bright, bright yeah. as the sun, and gone too on multiple, soon. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so and you know, like, and that's something that you know I think about. I keep him in my head every day just because there's colon cancer in my family, yeah, and I'm like, he was 42. I'm 36. Yeah. I'm like, we gotta, <laughs> yeah. we gotta get a check on this. And you know, and you know, that's, I just think about him often and, and I don't really know any of his work. None yeah. of it. I've never seen black Panther. And yeah. And so I'm going through, I'm I would, going re- I recommend it just to see his, mm-hmm. um, his, uh, brightness. Uh, you talk yeah. about like being just a star power, not, uh, not celebrities wise, but like just talent and, mm-hmm. and energy wise, like him and, you know, playing Jackie Robinson and him yeah. playing James Brown and then being Black Panther and that's, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was mm-hmm. fin- like, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's just great. And for you to sort of be a part of that. And yeah. and I, I, I hope the powers that be have the chance to know you well enough to know how much, how much um, reverence you, you put towards the yeah. work that you do with it. Yeah. I, ho- I hope they can see that. I mean, cause I, no shade if they can't because yeah. work is work and business right. is business. And right. Right. at the end of the day, we, we work in show business yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and people, people get a little precious about show business. They right. want to protect things at all costs sometimes. And I'm like, well, it's the cost. It's, yeah. it's a business. It's show business. So we yes. got to make some money. Yeah. But I, I do hope that the people that are in charge of putting you as that voice, can see the reference from what I from what I understand and from what I've seen. Yeah, that's kind of the sense. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody that's been involved has been really careful for the first. I mean, yeah. first of all, very careful about how to protect 
mm-hmm. Chadwick's performance and what the character means. And by supporting that, I think there's a nice kind yeah. of well-roundedness about how the whole process goes. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And just to touch on your career a little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say you have another project and it scares me to talk about it just <laughs> because, okay. because I work in a, a I, w- I work my day job with, they, I've talked about my day job. Like <laughs> there was a, um, an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement that had, that was done last year. That had, that we we could not talk about at my job or whatever, and then this year I started talking about it, and I was like, <laughs> they were like, "That's still an NDA." I was like, "What?" What? <laughs> I was like, "How is it an NDA a year later?" Yeah. And they were like, "Writer strike and actor strike." They delayed. I was like, "Oh, it's crazy." Okay, yeah. sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. So I'm very and I'm very litigious in the mindset of I'm told not to talk about this, and I don't. Yeah. So. I, I do know that there is a project that's really, really fantastically cool yeah. that you're a part of now, and you can say what you want about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as you can. Yeah, I can't say much here. What I will say mm-hmm. is that it's with a... Uh, uh, it's a kind of job that I've thought about for a really long time yeah. that I didn't think I'd be able to do, and it's not a job that many people have gotten to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just hope that I get to do it for a while. And in <laughs> private, we've talked about it in private. Because I, I mean, yeah. I know every, I know all the specs of it in yeah, private. You do. Yeah, and, yeah. and they've <clears throat> told you, you can talk about it in private. You can share yeah. it with your people. But yeah. but in Hollywood, they control the narrative. Right. They, uh, they will can control the narrative. Um, I always say, you can probably, you know, not to borrow from anyone in particular, but you could shoot someone in the face and we could, you know workshop that and get a publicist but <laughs> right you yeah. say the wrong thing yeah <laughs> and release information before anyone's ready yeah that's that that's a big deal and yeah. it's you know you have to protect the assets right of right. your company yeah but um but yeah uh, we talked in private about how you're the first black person to hold this yeah this position and and i, I i'm in a very I don't know how to say this without it sounding so stupid. No, it's just, <laughs> either offensive or stupid. It's okay. <laughs> I've been in a very, a very marginalized space lately with what I'm absorbing. Um, and I mean, but what I mean by that is we went to see the color purple the yeah, other day. Yeah. And then today I was watching American fiction, yeah. which is all about just the way that black people are perceived yeah. versus, I mean, well, per, the color purple is not the color purple is a story that is important and impactful, but right. it is a unique story to black people. And yeah. then American fiction was all about the way that white America perceives yeah. black people and yeah. what they will allow for. And, and also there's a lot, there's a big undertone of, the narrative is very close to being usurped by, by white people yeah. as to what is acceptable for black people. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. like the opening scene, um, Jeffrey Wright writes the N word on the blackboard. Yeah. And it's a white girl who's very offended. By <laughs> All right. Yeah. I forgot. And, about that. Yeah. and so did you see it? Already? it yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just, <clears throat> I, I'm very aware of that, but also I'm very inspired by stories of just that to me, both of those stories we've seen has been just about the humanness of everyone. Right. Everybody has humanness. Yeah. And, but also representation matters. And so yeah. it's, it's fascinating that to watch a close friend go through a journey of being the first. Yeah. And that, and because this project is, that 
I'm skirting around for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's it's really important, like yeah. it, in the fact that billions with a B, it will touch billions of people yeah. with a B. Yeah, and that's and so that's just it's fascinating to me from my perspective how close we all are to just affecting the world. Yeah, and also how close we are, you know, because if we were to flip it, you're like, wow. You have a podcast where 500 people listen. <laughs> Are you? Aren't you excited? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just my little corner of the world. But yeah. no, it's it's really fascinating to watch. And and like I said, I think you're handling it with lots of humility and lots Thank of you. grace. Yeah. Um, I I hope that you're doing well with I am with you. Yeah, and I'm sinking into that idea of being the first because it's not the first time I've been the first. Mm-hmm. You know, shows that I've done, yeah, or other, other projects that I've been a part of, and yeah, because I um, think we can say this <laughs> that you yeah. were the first Dapper Dan. No, no, not the black. first. No, no, not the you first. You were not. Oh, okay. I was. I was one of. I've been one of a few. There haven't been many of us. Yeah, but, but I was Still. one of. For a while, I was the only one. Like when I hired in, yeah, I was. It was me and my friend Ulyss, and then Ulyss went and did. Uh, other work because he he's the music yeah. director at his church I think or something like that he does a lot of great music mm-hmm. work so then it was me and then a few other people came in and now um, there's a really cool integration diversity wise in that group and other groups um, in the parks um, which I really love seeing yeah um, but yeah so there's that and then uh, other shows at um, at Universal Studios and, and Disneyland yeah. and that stuff but it's it's something that I'm proud of but I never really like thought mm-hmm. about. Well, I, I think you can't spend too much time I don't. being proud of the facts. You have to go do the work because, yeah. again, it's show business. Right, and, right. Yeah. And it's, you know, we can, I mean, it's, it, unfortunately, and this is probably why some people have more success than others, and and but unfortunately, you have to save the emotional stuff for your own time. Yeah. Most of the time when it comes to that because there's a lot of people counting on you to get your job correct right, right? yeah you know, exactly yeah great great love your black and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. but get on the mic yeah right yeah because <laughs> so, time is money and yeah. we're renting this space yeah so but so you have to save a lot of that for your for yourself yeah. and for your own prayers and, i'll write a book and know. such yeah, I, I hope you do yeah. i really i would love that and yeah. and you'll come on to this show and the yeah. 500 people on planet earth that listen <laughs> yeah, yeah. will go out and buy it yeah um but yeah, I I just I, I love that for you, and and I love that you're you're so open about it too. So, Thanks. yeah. But with that, uh, that your career, like I said, I won't say you're set because I mean you cannot say you're set. No, I mean, <laughs> maybe Meryl Streep can just relax. Yeah, but right. The rest of us in <laughs> right. Hollywood, yeah, we are as good as our next job. Yeah, and yeah. you know so. And and voiceover work is on a need be basis yeah. at times. So yeah, you know, but you're doing well. Yeah, you're doing okay. Yeah. And while you're in this space, how's the rest of your life going? The rest of my life is all right. I mean, I'm yeah. lucky that I have a close group of friends. Mm-hmm. That's I was just talking to a friend today actually about how I value something that I learned about. Uh, I think it was an Instagram video. Low maintenance friendships, mm. which are friendships that don't require like constant texting or hanging out to yeah. be extremely strong. You just pick up wherever. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that I have those, you know. Yeah. Do you I, feel like ours is that kind of I friendship? Think, yeah. I, I th- feel like I so feel too. like, yeah. Because, I mean, we just don't have a lot of, I just, I don't have a lot of time for that anymore. Yeah. You, you can't. Like, like I, I'll, I'll re- have had times where I just realized, I was like, oh, oh I was wondering when, Al- when, uh, 
Isaac was going to get back yeah. to me. It was on me. I yeah. typed it out and forgot to hit send. Yeah. So that right. was me five yeah. days ago. Sorry. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just life happens. Yeah. And you have to have friends who understand. Yeah, and that's that. not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I saw. And if you're authentic and genuine from the onset, you can just tap into it anywhere. Right. So. Yeah. So that's been good. I've been I've been discovering a lot about my own intuition and how that dictates mm. where I go because yeah. that's something that I kind of I don't know in my in my work with my therapist something that he pointed out that I thought was really insightful and I don't know if anybody else listening thinks about this but he noticed that I'm someone he said you're you're very smart and you're very you have a high intellect and everything and mm-hmm. I think that there that might be one of the reasons you're an actor is because one I mean I you know there's a lot in my background that you know has made me who I am but mm-hmm. he said one of it one of the reasons is probably acceptance from others and you know you know yeah. being with people um, but he said also I think because of your intelligence you're probably on a certain level maybe an actor because acting forces you to be in your body you can't think mm-hmm. if you think i mean you know this from improv if you yeah. think you're dead in the water oh like, yeah if, so, if you if you give it a second thought you're yeah, dead yeah so you it forces you to be in your mm-hmm. body and he said i think that creates the balance of you being in your body versus in your head yeah otherwise there is imbalance because you think about stuff a lot mm-hmm. and i do do that because of just the environment that i grew up in and the ways that i've led my life and i'm yeah. getting less in tune with what's up in my head versus yeah. what's, and I know that my intuition and my heart is what's led me to the right things. And so trusting that has been difficult and scary and not weird just because I'm used to it. And a lot of like my career, like there's, I cannot imagine any other life, any yeah. other career. I've tried to imagine other career paths <laughs> and I can't. Um, I, people so. ask me if I would ever move back to Alabama. Yeah. And, and the answer is yes, I yeah. could, yeah. I, I would, that's the, I mean, that's the work guys. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be oh you have to be you and you have to be okay wherever you are. Right. So it doesn't matter where you are, but at the same time I'm like I'm not ready. I'm I I'm settled and just genuinely trying something here and Yeah. I I'm learning that the intuition. That's the funny part is that that's the lesson I think we have to learn over and over and over again. I was just, again, I was, I, I'm in an Oprah space because of the <laughs> color purple. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. was talking about how, how she learned with the color purple that she had to let it go. Yeah. She had to let go of her attachment to it. Oh, did it. you watch the, I did. Yeah, we, yeah, watched, that, we watched the documentary. That story, on, I've on told Max. that story to like five or six people now. It's, like, it's, it's so, so good. I mean, it's so wild. And for those of us who are spiritual, we've all had moments like that. Yeah. Maybe not as big of a scale as, the color purple, but, <laughs> but she said she learned that, that the, it was literally the second she in her heart knew she could let it go. She got the role yeah. and it was all a lesson about her attachment to it. And then, uh, she said that 10 years later or so she was working on, um, beloved by mm. Toni Morrison. Yeah. She was bringing that to theaters and she had such an attachment to it. And, uh, it, it completely failed. She hmm. she said on night one, it came out on Friday night, we were beat by Bride of Chucky. And oh, I didn't even man. know what a Chucky was. Yeah. And she said, so, and on Saturday morning, everybody was saying, we're a failure. We're a failure. And she said, what do you mean? It's only been one night. And they said, nope, you didn't hit the wave and you're a failure. And she yeah. did. She said it was a failure by the business standards. And then Gary Zukoff, she said, was on her show and he said, well, why did you make it? 
did you make it for everyone or did you make it for individuals? You made this movie for individuals because she said some. I don't I don't know the story too well yeah. of Beloved, but she said for people to have wanted to come see it, she would have had to have make this ethereal person ghost that was walking through walls. And she said, I wasn't going to make a prize winning book into that. Yeah. And he said, well, that's what would have gotten you the millions and millions of dollars you needed to be a success. Yeah. So you've got to let it go. Yeah. That that's why you made it and it's going to touch individuals along the way, but it's not going to be a raving success in Hollywood. Yeah. And that's where she said I had to learn the lesson again, don't get too attached. And over and over we have to learn those lessons of listen to your intuition. Yeah. <laughs> Just listen to yourself. You're yeah. smart. And yeah. I often tell my friends when they're going through something, I say, don't forget, you've been through, you've gotten yourself through 100% of everything you've ever been through. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you're good. You're, right. you're capable. So I love that. And and I see that in you, the genuineness yeah. of just tapping into your intuition. Yeah. I try. I'm yeah. really <laughs> trying this year. Because yeah. I, I got a long way away from that in 2023. And I talked about it on last week's episode yes that which I, I listened to it and i really enjoyed yeah. i really appreciate that i love that you're <laughs> listening and but yeah i just we i think we all just we set we stand in a space where we're okay and then we see another mountain we want to climb right and we have to remember before we start climbing don't forget who you are yeah um so yeah i love that but uh have you set any goals or intuit intentions for 2024 um goals are to just <clears throat> i mean i always have goals but i think a big one is to continue to uh it's gonna sound very <laughs> like i love hollywood it. but like um <laughs> to continue to foster the relationships that i've made in the mm -hmm. last couple of years because these are some big you know people well, that i and, work with and it's helped you Get yeah. where you're going, yeah, so you yeah. might as well stay there. <laughs> and then a, a very selfish, selfish goal is to get to a place where I can own some kind of property because that is like the next life step I, that I. You know, <laughs> I wish I could take this episode back to 1970. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. the, and they'd be like, "What do you mean selfish? Of course you want to own land, duh." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But today it's like, oh. That's not even a thing people think about. Yeah. But we could. We could yeah. think about it a little bit. And I like that you are thinking about it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can see 10 of your neighbor's front doors from here. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> but good luck. Yeah. So there's that. And then mm -hmm. there's also, um, I want to spend less time... I want to spend less less time investing. I think you've talked about this, investing people that aren't investing in you. Oh, God, yes. Um, I saw this great clip from Andrew Garfield today oh. that he said, I'm 40 years old, and I've learned now that if you love me, you love me, and if you don't, it's your loss. <laughs> and right. I was like, wow, I want I want more of that in my life. And I, it's so much relief from that. I That was something my, me and my therapist have worked on yeah. is I – had to relearn that I'm only seeking those who are seeking me. Yeah. And that's not, it, it sounds selfish at some point. Like if you don't like me, I don't like you, but literally you and I were seeking each other. Yeah. Maybe not by name or by face, but we were seeking friendships that yeah. meet that criteria and then also recognize it and foster it. Right. And so many people, unfortunately, and they're not bad people that do this, but they assess you. Yeah. What do you have that brings, what do you have that I need? Yeah. And that's, you don't know, maybe nothing right now. Right. Maybe nothing, but maybe one day. 
Yeah. Like, because you need, you need, people need people. Yeah. And, you know, you have to decide what kind of people you want to bring around. And, yeah. and my circle's pretty small these days. Yeah. Um, and you know most of them. Yeah. Most every yeah. one of them yeah. <laughs> at this point, because we go to movies together all the time now, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good, yeah, that's a good goal just to, to yeah. do it. Yeah. That. And then the other big one too is you talked about taking a step back. Um, learning to be okay with rest. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've been in for the last, for the better part of 20 years, I've been in a working extremely hard to get to yeah. where I need to be and not really taking a step back and being able to, to like, mm-hmm. when it's on the days where I'm like, Oh, I got that work done or, right. um, this new job that I have, I'm so new with it that mm-hmm. I constantly am thinking, do I really have it? Am I going to get to keep it? Yeah. Are they liking what I'm doing? And they're not stupid. They don't hire people for no reason. Well, and, and so, also just as a friend, I yeah. I'll, I'll inject some logic into yeah. it. This is a pretty big deal, and yeah. they wouldn't let you do it already if you yeah. weren't the guy. Yeah, is right. what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. They wouldn't let you touch it if you weren't the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, which is so interesting when I think about it like that because it feels like sometimes that you're on the outside. I'm on yeah. the outside looking into. I'm. Like, I know that I'm the guy for it, but mm-hmm. like, sometimes it feels like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a, a placeholder for the, and, honestly, and I know that's not true, but at a certain point when it is full fledged public knowledge, yeah, you'll come back and we'll talk about it. Yeah. But I will say this particular thing that yeah. you're talking about, if you didn't feel a hint of imposter syndrome with yeah. it, you and I wouldn't be friends. Right. If you right. came in here and said, yeah, obviously this is my job. I'd have been yeah. like, well, you're a dick. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. why, why you, you know? Yeah. Um, because you have, it's, we do all ask ourselves why me? And then yeah. you have to, it has to be that I think to keep yourself humble. Why me? Yeah. And then why not me? Yeah. Right. If right. your first question so I mean, maybe this is bad advice and bad ways of thinking. But if your first question is like, "Why not me?" Yeah, then I'm like, "Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that right there, that's yeah. why not. You yeah. you don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah, but, right. But no, it's I think that's great that yeah. you you have that ability to ask one question then a second, right? You know? Yeah, and it's it's kind of I I think I'm enjoying figuring out what that balance is mm-hmm. on both sides, not only in the work but also just in myself, like. What are the where are the places where I can take up space where I haven't allowed myself to yeah. before? I've even been thinking about different conversations with friends where so often I've been not stepped on, but kind of stepped over or looked over by comments that can mm-hmm. just kind of like I, I talked to somebody recently about a friend that later on in, in context, she talked to me about it and she's like, oh, that person was taking a shot at you with this. And I was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even notice, but that's because I didn't take the time to be like, no, my, my opinion and my stance on this is just mm-hmm. as valid as this, but yeah, people have gotten, people treat you the way that you, you teach them how to treat you. And so yeah. I want to get to a point where like I take up the space too, and I have just as much of a, um, just as much momentum in the conversation as the other person, instead of getting like kind of shoved mm-hmm. to the side, which used to happen because I grew up being a people pleaser my whole life. Oh, me too. So me like too. that idea of, Oh, I can also stand my ground and, you know, risk people being mad or upset and it being okay. Great. Mm-hmm. I want to do more of that. I was either a people pleaser or a fighter. Yeah. I'm like, if you're not going to just welcome me here, yeah, I'll make you understand right. why I should <laughs> yeah. be here. And right. that, and I want to, not do that so much. Yeah. I, I, uh, something that I've picked up on for myself this pat in the last 365 days 
as in what I mean by the last year is saying nothing is always an option. Yeah. Not having a, an opinion about everything is always an option. Right. And I, and also I've learned that when people are kind of combative or, or critical of you to your face, in your face, just saying nothing to them. Yeah. Can sometimes be the most effective, um, response. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember, um, in the democratic primary debates of 2015 for the 2016 election, it was Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and O'Malley from Virginia or Maryland. It was O'Malley from Maryland. And then two other guys that nobody knew about. Like we all knew it was going to be Bernie and Hillary and then O'Malley's like, I'm here too. And they're yeah. like, well, he's cute. He's hot. I yeah. like him. He's sexy. <laughs> yeah. Sexy Maryland governor. <laughs> and then these other two guys. And yeah. this other guy dragged Hillary for filth on stage. And they said, Secretary Clinton, would you like to respond? And she goes, no. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <that's laughs> and it great. was just like, oh, she knows that his opinion means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, that type of thing. I, I, I'm trying to start doing more of yeah. because if somebody's fighting you and then you start trying to rebuttal in the middle of their fight, yeah, it, it just looks like you're fighting too. Yeah. You're yeah. equals. You're yeah. equals in that fight. But if you've said nothing, they're just coming at you. Yeah. I had a real life experience of this. I think I told you about the, the thing that happened on the freeway. Oh me, yeah. Where yeah. I got for the very short version is I was driving home. This motorcyclist came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Didn't hit me but came in front of my car. And so I stopped and he came out and started to antagonize and verbally yeah. like assault me and stole a couple of my phone and my wallet and got off the freeway eventually. But I didn't match his anger. And in the moment mm-hmm. it felt like, I don't know what, what it didn't feel like there was no, really another option because I didn't know what to do, but it was the first yeah. time where I was like, I don't have to do anything because by doing nothing, he's getting more agitated. And it was yeah. a really scary experience. Like mm-hmm. I left like I, an hour after it, I was crying like crazy because it right. was so like it's intense, so jarring, jarring. But like there was power that I discovered mm-hmm. in not doing anything to match this other person's yeah. energy that really would not have resulted in anything getting done. Well, and at the end of the day, that was not about you. Yeah. Like this person is going to be angry. I mean, he was waiting for somebody to unleash on. Yeah. And, you drive a nice car <laughs> and you're very handsome. Thank you. So it's easy to just be like this dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. got it. He, like, you know, you see that and you're like, he's got it all going on. You know, I can, I can confidently unleash on a person who yeah. meets the criteria of someone who's fine. Yeah. And nobody's fine. Right. We all have our own baggage that we totally. carry. We, and we trade it in. Yeah. We trade it in for other things. Like yeah. if you are successful, You've traded in your uh, anonymity and free will to, you know, have skin in the game, to, mm-hmm. to have something to lose. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's always something to be mindful of and right. thoughtful of, and, right. and we can all be more thoughtful. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to surround myself with people who are more thoughtful. But also, like you said, just taking up space. Yeah. Um, I had a New Year's party. Uh, this year, which you were, at. I was there. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. Um. Someone else was having a New Year's party, and and I, I want to be delicate about it, just because this person I really like them, and we are great friends. Um. But then they asked me, 
can, you know, I'm also having a New Year's party. Do you want to just combine the parties at my place? And I said, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I want to host my own thing because this is important to me. And in years past, I might have been like, yeah, sure, sure. And, yeah. you know, and it just and that would have given up all of my all of my control is not the right word, but just to control the energy, because I was very mindful of the energy in whenever I do anything like that. Right. And several times they were I was asked to cancel the party and I kept saying, no, I, I, I bless your party. I bless I didn't realize you were asked. I bless whatever you got going on, and there yeah. is no hard feelings for any crossover of the invitations. If they'd rather go to your party, I bless them to do it. Right. I but I no. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand firm on my own That's situation. Great. Yeah. Because I'm I I don't because that was where I got into trouble last year in 2023 was I kept trying to fit my etch out little spots in my life where I could perfectly meld with other people's lives. Yeah. And I'm just like, it, it was a complete There's nothing left futile effort yeah. because I was just, I, cause it, it and I'm not, I'm not saying one person or another. And this no, next statement is not about the person who had the other party, but no one appreciated when I did do that. Yeah. And I think people just appreciate you more when you just show up as yourself Yeah, or they don't. And they, <clears throat> dismiss you and that's great yeah. i love knowing that you dismissed me yeah because that is so educational for right me. yeah um you can take stuff off of your, your it, checklist it really you know when you have a bad date it's like wow thank you yeah God, if you pray pray to god and say thanks for that bad date because yeah. it would really suck if you had a great two first dates and then you realized who right yeah. who that person actually is yeah. you know so that happened I, to me once i had i think two dates and then the third i was like i learned all these things I was right like, oh, this is not going to work <laughs> cannot um but i want to i want to delve in just a little bit to uh okay. delve in a little bit more about you uh because i was thinking of stuff i wanted to talk to you about yes. because um <laughs> In your thoughtful approach. In my <laughs> thoughtful approach, yes. Yeah. Now, what we mean by that is I we recorded this episode. Yeah, we did this already. This was supposed to be the first episode of the season, and somehow I lost electricity <laughs> to just the microphones, and it corrupted understand. the entire file, and it was I was like, well, we, we lost it. It's gone. This is not an Apple product this happened to. It is actually make? not. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. we wholly support Apple. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please, I am taking representation <laughs> yeah um but i just i want to know what is it that actually makes you tick if you had to pick one thing that's the driving force for you what is uh what is the driving force of your life if you could you know great talk question. a little bit about what yeah. it is that's like i really like that question yeah um the two words just gut instinct curiosity and imagination i love that is not maybe everybody's answer, but mm -hmm. honestly, it's what it is for me. And I will tell you why I think that is. I had an event in my life mm -hmm. when I was eight years old. I was at a really cool, um, like children's theater group mm -hmm. called, um, Oh, I forget what the name is. Um, Anyway, it was a kids theater thing that my mom took me to when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And she's a huge driving force in why I do what I do because I was introduced to theater because of my mom. Mm -hmm. But there was a man there that was teaching the kids, you know, theater and fun games. And we do a couple like little plays every uh, and everything. And um, his name was James Wheatley. And he came into class one day or the group 
and he did a magic trick, which I'd never seen a magic trick before, but it was one of the, it was like a really simple one that you get in like a kid's kit where it's mm-hmm. like basically it's like a cardboard box with, I'm using air quotes, nothing inside. <laughs> yeah. And then he like opened the front panel and then opened the top panel, show that there was nothing inside, then close both and then reach in the top panel again, pull out a handkerchief out, seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. Open up the box again and show that there was still nothing there. And I had no idea what I just saw. It was the most amazing <laughs> thing I'd ever seen in my life. Do you do magic? I, I did when I was, I was about a kid. to say you yeah. seem like yeah. like just knowing you, yeah, like, yeah. you would oh, be a magician. I've done so many things like, yeah. uh, like that. Um but I remember feeling a couple of things. One was I really wanted to know how it happened because I was yeah. so fascinated by what occurred. And then also I was fired up by the way that I felt by seeing it. And in that moment, even at eight years old, you mm-hmm. know knowing that I wanted to give that feeling to other people somehow. And I yeah. didn't know how I would do that, but I wanted to make sure that I was able to do that. And so the curiosity was open in like how things worked and how things operated and how things function. So like that sparked my, or that's sparked my interest in, you know, mm-hmm. music and voices and um, machines. And so I love Legos as a kid and I love technology. So all those things kind of got infused into my, um, life mm-hmm. as far as figuring out how things worked. Like I love science museums as a kid, like the, yeah. the, the exploratorium in San Francisco is still one of my favorite places ever. Cause it's just exploring yeah. how things work in the world. Um, and then imagination because I realized there was a million ways to do that. And so as a kid, I started to experiment with how to make those things happen. So I would put on magic shows for my family, or I remember I did this huge pro- production where I had the cassette tape version of the official album of Disneyland and Walt Disney World, like the music from the parks. I love and that. And had a whole show, puppet show and magic show, like tracked to that soundtrack yeah. with like lights. and so, so like doing those sorts of things. Um, and people also fascinate me, which mm-hmm. is another reason why I think I do this for a living is because I get to learn about people in a way that I would never otherwise um, either from a community standpoint or just from a human mm-hmm. to human standpoint, like I get to get inside of people's heads in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, curiosity and imagination are the two things that fuel a lot of what I do. Um, and that yeah. would be true regardless of what your job. Was. Oh yeah. I that don't think so. Yeah. That would, that would be what you would infuse. Yeah. That's such a great answer because yeah. you got the question. You yeah. understood the assignment. <laughs> yes. Thank you. As the kids say. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really fantastic. I'm, I'm like you. I, I enjoy people's stories. I love hearing the journey. Yeah. And that's how I tell stories, too, because that's that's sort of what I've articulated on this year in a way that I don't know if the listeners will understand because I did take a hiatus and it really came to fruition in 2023 for me that I'm a storyteller. Yeah. And I tell the stories in the way that... I like to receive them as well. Yeah. I like, but I'm getting better at being as concise as possible because I could tell a story and it could take hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting more concise, but that's the reason because I'm enjoy, I enjoy people's stories so much. If you come, yeah. I mean, cause everybody who knows me really well and who has been in my house knows I have a ton of books, yeah. a ton. Yes. And if you look at history them, degree, <laughs> my, I have a history degree. I know that's the running joke. I, it's all because I have a history degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you come to my house and look at my yeah. shelf, most of them are memoirs yeah. of people that Which is so cool. Me. Yeah. And I love reading them. I'm in the middle of a couple of memoirs right now yeah. that I'm going through and, and yeah, I'm really excited. I just get excited about knowing more about 
the way that people got there. Yeah, I mean, I I continually am watching uh, the SAG Foundation career retrospective videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, I love Off Camera by Sam Jones, one of my favorite podcasts yeah. ever. Um, something else you sort of made me think about is something that I thought for a long time and still sometimes get caught up in because of who I am mm-hmm. um, and wanting to be felt like feel like I'm part of the group. Um, <clears throat> oh God. That is yeah. Such, that, I mean, that is such a, a thing that I'm yeah. trying not to let it be in the driver's seat yeah. in my life. That's a whole other conversation. Cause just yeah. as a sidebar, someone I'm biracial cause I know people listening can't see me, but I'm yeah. half black, half white. And as somebody that by definition belongs in neither group, right? It's a really difficult path of trying to feel accepted in my own right instead of trying to have that come from the outside Well, because your skin is is beautifully caramel yeah <laughs> but you are probably too white for some black people yeah or, or you probably have yeah. heard that i've heard that yeah too 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 white for some black people but and you not, can't not hide black black for, yeah i yeah. can't yeah so and that's why i think not that you'd want to no but if you had to make a choice yeah. that is not a choice you could make and that's why i admire people like um like Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key, mm-hmm. um, with what they did with Keegan Peele yeah. for really just facing that dichotomy, and also movies like American Fiction, which yeah. we talked about. Um, but getting back to this thing that I thought was a hindrance, but really I found it as a superpower as far as an actor is, and I really mm-hmm. am trying. That's something else I want to get more in touch with accepting about myself. Is whenever I watch a movie, because I'm also a storyteller, obviously, because what yeah, I do, absolutely. But when I watch a movie or a TV show, something that I got, and this really got in the way with weirdly romantic relationships. This happened a lot, which is I would watch a movie or a TV show and I would miss a joke or I'd miss a plot point or I would not laugh with the rest of the crowd or not cry with the rest of the crowd. And that Mm -hmm. initially would make me feel really left out and real. Like I've, I've left movies in the last like year and a half, I've like gotten up and walked out of a movie because I felt so uncomfortable because I was so felt so distant from the rest of the really? audience. Which yeah. you had mentioned that when we were at the color purple. Yeah. Um, I because I'm 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 pretty easy to cry at a yeah at just anything. I've cried at commercials. I'm, right. I'm one of those yeah. idiots who'll cry yeah. at the Sarah McLaughlin singing about oh, dogs. Yeah. I can't even watch it. I'm yeah, like, this no, is terrible. Just, yeah, that's too much. But uh, me and Karen, we were bawling during yeah. I'm here. But but you had mentioned um. During uh, when when we finished that movie, you said I've never cried in a movie. Yeah, and and a lot of people, they were like, "Really, you've never cried in a movie?" Which I don't like the consternation of anything for anyone. Yeah, like I don't I, either. I hate it when people are like you haven't seen Back to the Future. Yeah, and I'm using that because there's yeah, so right many there. posters behind you. I but I'm just yeah. like, there's a lot of things that people haven't seen. You can't I, see everything. I know, and I love that you said that because that's something. My response to that question, if people like are sheepish about saying, "Well, I haven't seen this," yeah. and I'm like, it's a piece of entertainment to be enjoyed whenever you want to enjoy it. That's, yeah, it's not going anywhere, and it's not meant to be. And I, it's not like. It's yeah. not like learning to like, like, it's not like a human function that you right. have to learn in order to survive. Yeah. This is a piece of extra thing that mm-hmm. you don't need in your life. You right. can enjoy it if you want. Um, but sort of dovetailing off of that and this, the whole, so not feeling like I'm connected, but I realized that I'm connected in a different way, which I didn't really think about, which is there are moments, I've seen moments in characters and movies or TV shows where the general sense or the general, um, Emotion is to, for example, laugh at this character because of something that happened to them that's yeah. sad for them. I am so in their head that I am empathizing with what they're going through. So the laughter wow. feels like the laughter is coming at me. And that's oh, wow. where the discomfort comes from because I am, my threads of emotion go to mm-hmm. the characters and not this objective, oh, it's a movie or a TV show or a play. Like right. I'm, 
I'm in it with them. And I thought that for so long that that was such a Mm -hmm. weird, unaccepted, like, um, uh, uh, error in my programming Mm -hmm. when really it's actually an asset to me because that's what I have to do to play characters. But like, I didn't get that until like really like in the last couple of years. Well, I just to piggyback on that. I had a, it was a pretty uncomfortable conversation and and we've talked about it a little bit Mm -hmm. between us. Um, personally that I was having some issues with someone and I, they just couldn't understand why I was so sensitive about what was being said. And they were just like, well, and then they, they go, Oh, you're sensitive. And that was when I've realized I was like, have y'all not known this the whole time? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm yeah. like, yes. Yeah. I I didn't even it never occurred to me that someone would look at me and not assume, oh, he's pretty sensitive. Yeah. Especially on the heels of the last 3 years I've had right. with my yeah. dad passing away and yeah, my mom's house burning down. Unbelievable and, stuff. And such and just I'm like and it was just such news to them that they mm. And it, and it made me realize that the reason they were sort of engaging in almost bullying behavior towards me was because they just assumed I could take it. And I'm like, but why should I have to take it? I'm like, why should I be sensitive for you to not be a dick? Right. But it's, so I resonate with that with you, that the empathy and the emotion and and just, I think that speaks to you wanting everybody to be okay too. Right. Everybody needs to be okay. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a lovely thing to have as a human trait. <laughs> yeah. But also it's a very, very big cross to bear. It is. It so, really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do <clears throat> want to uh, I want to talk about real quick. Yeah. I want to stay on your timeline. If we're oh, we're, we're doing really well with time. Okay, I good. love this. <laughs> okay, great. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I I sort of the tagline to this show is a conversation can change the way you think how you feel or even what you believe right and so i started recently sort of delving into that portion a little bit more yeah um so we've talked a little bit about your career right um and where and how you've kind of hit this plateau of not and not in a bad way but just like you've gotten to a higher plateau where you could sit here where you are and be okay and and it's it's an interesting rest stop yeah but you're also not resting no i'm not <laughs> but um exactly but i just I, in thinking of how you think how do you think about your career from this point like just sit and let this where you are what you're doing be the starting line yeah for whatever you think and how where do you what do you think about it from this point that's a i'm i think a lot of things one of the biggest things that i want to do and i don't know really what to call this but some version of some version of having an impact that is positive that also gives back to the people that i'm Mm -hmm. creating for yeah there's like another level of i mean in this case voice actor i can also talk as a person but Mm -hmm. there's a level of voice actor in people like I don't know, like a few that I love, like Corey Burton or James Arnold Taylor or mm-hmm. Fred Tattashore or, you know, um, Rob Paulson, um, it, people that I have admired since I was a kid. They're in a level so far beyond where I am right now as far as their career yeah. is. But it doesn't affect who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't affect like James Arnold Taylor. I'm just going to use him as an example, mm-hmm. has 
some of the most prolific credits, you know, ever. I mean, two of them that I can list right now. He's the voice of Fred Flintstone and he's the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi for all the Clone Wars things. Oh, wow. I mean, that's and that's he's the voice of Fox promo. Like he's done so many things, but his presence is not look at this amazing voiceover career that I've Mm -hmm. had because that is something that people can fall into and kind of become a product of their own stuff they've created. But he lovingly and carefully and and with a lot of consideration puts his his uh, importance on mental health in his own life and other people and his family and his um, life at the forefront. He doesn't let all of the flash that he could, you know, let infiltrate his life, get in the yeah. way. It's like he has this incredible career that will sustain him for the rest of his life, but also he lets his real life get in the mm-hmm. forefront. And that's, I want to be in that position where I can yeah. like sit and look back and be like, okay, I'm, you know, in a good place. I'm trusted and people like working with me and I can give and giving back is a big thing because that's what my friend Bill taught to me is to give back to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, that's a part of it. The other part of it is knowing that the other part of it is not being shy with what I have to offer. I think I mentioned that at mm. New Year's, you know, yeah. don't be shy with the light that you carry. Um, mm. I That's so good. Sort of, it's sort of an um, amalgamation of an idea that I learned from my, and it's really upsetting, but my extremely good friend, uh, James Chavez Glica Hernandez, very long name. He was <laughs> my vocal teacher in high school and he was one of, the main father figures in my life, because I didn't really have a dad that was very present in mine. Mm. Um, he was this really boisterous, loud, um, amazing personality, very con- confident um, teacher that inspired a lot of students, including myself. Um, but something that, he, I mean, we had a long, you know, loving relationship as, you know, mentor to student, mm-hmm. and then, you know, really just great friend. COVID took him away from us, unfortunately, oh. about, I think it was in 2020. I still have his text message. It's, you know, I texted him on his, my birthday. He said, like, I love you. And I said, I love you too. And I screenshot that and I saved oh. that. And it was the last time we ever talked. Um, but in 2008, when I was graduating high school, he said to my face, like with all sincerity in the world, you know, mm-hmm. he said, you are going to, you are going, you have a fire inside of you and you're going to change the world with that. And I, and I was really, I I don't think I knew what to do with that yet, but I was honestly, I was, I think in, as, as the repercussions of that feeling kind of like made its way through Mm -hmm. the next few years, I think I just was at first really scared by it. Cause I was like, that is a monumental thing to say to a graduating senior in high school. Like, what does that even mean? Um, but I felt that same, same sentiment from another friend of mine who said kind of the same thing, Mm -hmm. cast member that I really love who's at Disneyland, um, said, you are going to create more magic than any of your friends here that met with me tonight. And I was like, yeah, Yeah, I don't know what. So I think think of that just, if I may uh, just thank God you had the curiosity to explore what it meant. Because I think a lot of people have that, yeah, but they don't have the curiosity, right? You have the potential, but then you go meet someone, get married, stay small. Yeah. Not that that is, there's anything wrong with it, but you, you, yeah. Just yeah. thank God you had the the curiosity to explore what they meant by that yeah. and also live up to it. Yeah. And also, so I think even with the stuff that I've gotten, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the end. And I feel like there's more there's I I now have accepted and feel that there's something large I'm meant to do in this mm-hmm. world to affect it. And I don't quite know what that culmination of events yeah. will be, but I know that it's 
I feel like it's in this lifetime and I don't, and that, you know, relates to my career, but also me as a yeah. person, like there's something, so I'm meant to do something effective here and I don't quite yeah. know what it is, but I'm excited about it more than being scared of it now, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, that's my answer to and where I, I think, want And I think you're, you, you, my therapist and I talk about getting in alignment with the, the higher. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like you're there yeah. or at least you're getting there i'm getting yeah yeah Yeah, because that's that's something i talk about too that's where i find camaraderie with you that i do feel like i am i'm stepping on the cusp of something this year yeah with i'm like oh it's right there it's right there and i'm about to touch it for the first time yeah is what it feels like for me um but the second question because i said the way you think how you feel yeah how do you feel about the life you have now i really love it yeah. Honestly, I do. I've thought about times where it's been hard, you know, there are things, mm-hmm. that I've, but I don't, I mean, I've, this strictly speaking at first from a career perspective, I can't imagine another career. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine not being in the arts. I can't imagine not doing this. And I've tried. I'm like, nothing else interests me at all yeah. to do. There's well, nothing else. If you're like me, it's also, I'm not good. At I know I'm not good else. at anything else. I'm yeah. Like, I can't I'm good do at anything pretending else. to be good at yeah, things. I'm exactly. not good at anything yeah, like no. that. Um, in the way that you would need to be to go right, make a career exactly. out of it, you yeah, know. Yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, I love that. Well, and this is sort of just something we don't ask of each other as friends, as humans, yeah. as friends. And so I love that I have the opportunity to ask you to be very um, articulate about it. Okay. What do you? What is your belief system? What do you believe? What do you have a faith? Like, I do. Have a faith. What is it? Articulate. Yeah. What your belief articulate, system is. Well, in the articulate answer is I grew up Christian. Mm-hmm. I still am, but not in the sense of I need to tell you that that's what I am, and I need to mm-hmm. sh- and I need to prove to you that this is what you should believe. Kind right. of deal. I just have it for me. It's been really awesome to have that as part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. It's helped and saved a lot of moments for me just when I feel like nothing is going to work. And I just like, no, something will like just that little bit. And it's not anything super, you know, big or grandiose. It's just something that I, I stick to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I enjoy, but I also love the idea of other ways that people believe in that also. Like I don't need to just have mind is not the only way. Like there's a million, there's, there's myriad ways that this can be interpreted. Yeah. And, but for me personally, you know, I believe in God and that's mm-hmm. what I, I love that. And I just don't, I don't think we talk enough about it Yeah, because the, you know, the zeitgeist of the, of society is that you shouldn't talk about it. Right. But the more we start talking about it, the more you realize there are people out there like that. Yeah. Cause I'm, I feel the exact same way about you. I don't need you to believe what I believe. Right. I need you to let me believe what I believe. Right. <laughs> because it's how I get through the day. Yeah, I have to right. believe there's a higher power a higher purpose yeah. to it all um i like what eon levan zant said do you know eon levan no. zant she's one of oprah's people <laughs> i feel like you need to just be Go on oprah's team like, i really i really i tried at one point yeah. when i was living in new york i tried yeah. to work for the o magazine yeah they did not even call me back <laughs> but with that um eon levan zant she said oprah asked her what do you believe religion is and i love the way she put it she said religion is the rules rituals practices and customs that were developed by man to create conformity and uniformity in man's approach Approach to God. Hmm. Wow. What an answer. And I'm just like, that's what I believe because yeah. I'm so fascinated by other faiths, yeah. other ways totally. of doing it. 
Because at the end of the day, if you have a belief system and a higher power, it's all the same. Yeah. It's all just trying to tap into the higher. Yeah. Um, I just finished the Marvel show Echo yesterday, and it oh, really? deals with a lot of that from the Native American spiritual uh-huh. like center, and it's just so fascinating. And anyway, yeah. So being fascinated with, I'm gonna, people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. Then it's good. I'm trying to get into the Marvel. Universe yeah, it's okay. It's, a, a, it's way too much to just ask somebody to get started. Well, and <laughs> I, and that's the way my brain works. I'm like, I want to begin from the beginning, and I want to experience it in yeah. chronological yeah. order. Of the way that it was created and handed out right. to us, so it's like I'm forty trying. movies or something. So it's forty you know, movies and some TV shows. Yeah, so I'm gonna <laughs> be a while. Yeah. I'm gonna be a while. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to do it alone uh, <laughs> because I can't expect yeah. anybody to go on no, this journey no. side by side. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for being the first guest of 2024. Yes. Um, Happy to bear I, that torch. <laughs> I love it, and I'm gonna recruit you to come back. Okay. Because we always, I always bring people in and talk about what we're excited about, and you and I nerd out. Yeah. Together <laughs> in a way that people just look at us with one raised eyebrow. Yeah. Of like I don't Next get it. Next time we'll talk about the iPhone reveal of 2007 when Steve Jobs <laughs> talked about. <how laughs> I love. It. Yeah. I love that. That yeah. actually. You, you, People listening may make fun, but that was that was a game changer. Yeah, We're all ha- we all have smartphones in our hand. We don't even call them smartphones no. anymore because all phones are smart. Yeah, because of that moment. Yeah, <laughs> so don't get me started. <laughs> but with that, uh, if people want to follow you on social media, how yes. would they do that? Uh, Isaac Robinson Smith on Facebook or IRS Voices on Instagram is the best. Perfect, the best ones. And of course, you know you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Kyle L Henderson. And, well, my Facebook is private, so don't look me up. (laughs) Uh, But that's where you can get me. Uh, But, y'all, please take time to be thoughtful this year in 2024. Take time for yourself. Take time to just be still and know that you're okay. And I will see you next week with another episode of Not For Nothing. Bye. Bye.